station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, movie certified public accountant, Melissa Kersher. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we are we are joined by our our movie, in this case, I, I, I don't really, well, here's the thing. Our okay. movie novice is Pat Wick. Yes. Hello. That'd be me. That's Pat. <laughs> and we are about to watch the winner, the 2017 winner for Best Picture Moonlight, not moonlighting. No, not moonlighting. Very different. Also, definitely not La La Land. Very it's, much not La La Land. It's not La La Land. <laughs> it is Moonlight. So, uh, before we get into any of the non-spoilerish introduction territory, Pat, as our official movie novice for this episode, for this episode, what I would episode? Say that. What do you know about Moonlight? Well. <laughs> Hey, there's the the kerfluffle with the awards, but I don't think that's really about the story. It's probably not very little to do with the plot. Yeah, um, it actually won Best Picture this year. It is the first all black cast to ever win Best Picture. It is the first uh, LGBT movie ever to win Best mm-hmm. Picture. Um, it is uh, based on I think the playwrights or the it's based on the play. That the guy wrote that's based on, I think, his life or his friend's life. Mm -hmm. Growing up, uh, a a child in a bad neighborhood, drug use neighborhood, and gay. Yes. And And he's gay. And gay. Which is like an extra strike against you in the poor black communities as I understand it so yeah because a yeah. man should be a man mm, and yeah, if you're a gay child and yes yeah. and yeah. it's there's, I believe it's in three kind of parts because it's about three different parts of his life like mm-hmm. boy teenager adult mm-hmm. so Pat has shown she knows more about this movie than I do because I too have not seen it, nor I believe has Melissa. I'm I have a, not. Yeah, so but I but I do know it's set in Miami in a yes, very very Miami. poor section of Miami. Yes. Um I know that the edit one of the two editors that also won an, uh, an Oscar for this film yes. uh, is the both the first woman and the first black person to be nominated and to win an Oscar for editing. If yes. I'm Black woman, like lots of well, yes. lots of uh, firsts ticked off. There's a lot of firsts in yeah, this. Yeah, um, I think the uh, the gentleman who won Best Actor. Uh, uh, no, a, supporting supporting role. supporting role. I'm Support, sorry, that's Mahala Ali. It's Ali. the Mahala Shara or something like that. I, yeah, I, I can't. Ooh. But he was the, he was the first uh, person of Muslim faith and to win a, uh, an acting acting role of any acting, yes. uh, an award. acting award. So yeah, it's, for the Oscars, it's wild. Yeah, yeah for the so, Oscars. there's a lot so, of that. So yeah, diversity, nice. diversity won at the Oscars this year. Yeah. Right? Well, the Oscars so white last year. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> diversity did not win at the Oscars last year, or right. as I recall, the year prior. Um, well, it didn't have an option that last year. Yeah, last year there were no. Tro- there was yeah. Yeah, it was really white. <laughs> super pasty. Yeah. Super but uh, pasty. this year, and uh, so we, uh, but th- as we do every year, our, our tradition is to watch the film that won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in this case, we none of us have seen it. Yeah. No, uh, I've seen the trailer a couple times, and I almost went out to watch it because uh, it was being shown at the cheap theater. I think Tim was out of town for the weekend, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, I could do this, and I went... This looks like a bummer of a movie, and I didn't want to watch a bummer of a lo- movie alone, so I didn't. 
And it may or may not be a bummer of a movie. I don't know. Could, we could, don't know. Yeah. I mean, it did win an Oscar, so the odds are high. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not normal for uh, yeah. the Oscar, the Best Picture Oscar, to be a very cheerful film. Yeah, it, yes. it's it's kind of remarkable for a town in which, you know, a lot of people are very wealthy and uh, and and all they do is entertain people. They, they all seem pretty miserable. At least they all seem to enjoy movies that make them miserable. <laughs> Uh, Yet they all say doing good comedy is harder, but they never actually vote for the good comedies. Yeah, it's really hard for an actor to win <coughs> a comedy role. So, or, or actress. Uh, or, or, a playwright, or a playwright. Or a producer or, or director. Although, I, I, although I'd say it's easier to, to win a Best Writing Oscar for comedy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, writers can win for comedy, but yeah. actors and directors and everybody else they yeah. have to they have True. to really just depress. Yeah, they they have to they have to they have to depress the shit out of you. And we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Maybe this movie is super cheerful. It's a super cheerful about a story about a poor black man uh, growing <laughs> up gay in uh, the slums of Miami. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's with a uh, drug addicted, a neglectful mom. Well, yeah, we know. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's he has a drug addicted, neglectful mom. We know that from the. Uh, Oscar clip that they showed, and uh, the fact that the the guy who won didn't, didn't Naomi Harris I gotta look also up that. win an Oscar for this? What Did, didn't Naomi Harris also win? No, an Oscar Viola for Davis this? won the Oscar for oh, Best okay. Supporting Actress. Uh, I'm so I'm sorry, was, dear listeners. It, I um, I was on a was plane still, during the Oscars. This it was year. still a black woman, which good for good for the Oscars. Yeah, and a very talented black woman. I, I like that Davis. there were there were enough people of non-white color to choose that. There were multiple. They had options. Choices. They had they options. They gave themselves choices <laughs> and God. still picked Casey Affleck over Denzel Washington. But, oh, my uh, God. I don't know in, how that works. In any case, uh, I haven't seen Manchester Mahershala. 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 M-A-H-E-R-S-H-A-L-A. Also featured in Luke Cage. And um, uh-huh. in... Uh, um, the four I saw him for the first time and like noticed him was a uh, House of Cards. Oh, yeah. So oh, he's yes. okay. he's been getting around. He's Good. been he's been getting some work, and I believe he is. And we'll we'll do some. Do- I think he is actually the son of Muhammad Ali. I think that that is actually a family. He's the same family, but I could be wrong. I don't think so. I could be wrong. So. I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm really. I, I don't know. <laughs> I could have sworn I read that somewhere. I didn't think I was making it up, but I could be absolutely wrong. Is 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 the uh, internet joshing Tim? I, um, well, or Tim's brain is joshing tr- Tim. Tim. That's fine. Uh, well, considering that's not the name he was born with, so no. And his oh hey look, his parents are Philip and Wilcia. Wilcia. All right, Gilmore. so he's not Muhammad not, Ali's son. No. Gilmore but, last name. But uh, so that was that's that's you, some you, information that you're wrong. Is Tim. wrong. But that's all right because I don't know anything about this movie. Other than <laughs> you know what, we should just shut up and go yeah. watch it. Yeah, we should watch, watch the movie. movie. I think we really should. Okay, yeah. okay. So we're gonna do that movie back. are back. Many meaningful looks have been exchanged. Uh, God, that had more meaningful looks than a Jane Austen novel. It was it was full Ooh, of meaningful true. looks. Oh my God. Lots of lots of uh, um, drugs have been have been uh, 
taken mm-hmm. and uh, some some not. Yeah. Uh, and so here we are. So now officially what we have to do first is ask Pat yes. what she thought of the movie. Wow. <laughs> so the movie, there, there was a movie there. I don't know. I think I need to sittle on it for a little bit. Yeah. Sittle, that's a new word. I said it. It is a word. Okay. Um, no, I I loved many of the scenes. I yeah. thought they were very well written, incredibly acted. The direction was amazing yes. for some. I mean, some of these scenes, you're like, wow, that is an incredible piece of uh, subtlety and nuance and... I don't know right now if it feels like a movie versus a, for me at least, as a lot of, I don't know, it feels almost like a highlight reel of the kid's life. Like a this is your life thing told, Mm. you know, years later. It it, it feels, it's very minimalist. Oh, oh yes. And and I feel like that, that overall structure suits the smaller structure of the film. Yes. It it is very episodic, but it's also like trying to convey as much meaning as possible in by saying as little as possible. Yes, <laughs> and, again, it's the and and it's and and I don't think it's nece- it, it's more character study than than plot. I mean, it's all about these people, but not necessarily. It does it doesn't have a forward thrust of the plot. It's just the forward thrust of the characters. Right, and I guess I'm used to more of a character study being, you know, the same characters played by the same actors in a very uh-huh. small amount of time, <coughs> as opposed to... Tim is allergic to our analysis. He yep. is, evidently. Uh, the have, having a <coughs> meaningful scenes, and then it cuts and goes to black with some kind of flashy lights, and then there's nothing also... It's such a minimalist thing, and... And one thing I truly appreciated in many ways is when it fast forwarded in time, you started off with a new actor showing that he's older, yeah. but nothing that says, you know, two years, five days, four minutes since the last time or yeah. anything like that. It's the whole, we're going to expect you to understand that time has passed. Yeah. And this person is now there. And like the, um, the character who was the drug dealer, who was kind of one of the best things that ever happened to that kid. Yeah, the father figure. Yeah, yeah the father figure of the drug dealer. Uh-huh. Um, and very complicated. Oh, it's just the, yeah. all of a sudden he's gone, and then the mother later says, yeah, we I haven't been over to her place since the funeral. Yeah. So it's obvious he's gone. Yeah. But it's been enough time that the girlfriend, wife person that's remaining who's uh-huh. still the mom figure yeah as opposed to the actual mom uh isn't like wrecked so it's been a while right right but it's like we're not gonna say what about or how or anything because it's just these are snippets of his life it's like yeah. this is why this person is choosing this way yeah and and nobody is stepping up and saying here is the here is exposition to bring the audience along and literally it's it's phrased like a documentary almost it really mm-hmm. is yeah. yeah there's there's no no arch way that the the screenplay tries to get you bring you in you're just entrusted to just see the life from this point to this point and just catch up. Yes. Yeah. And if nobody's in that that you recognize, well, that's because those people aren't in his life right now. Mm. 
And I thought that was a very interesting way of just telling a story, which is why it kind of feels like, you know, like a documentary or mm -hmm. a, you know, this is a, your life type. Mm -hmm. This is a really important part of your life when you were first, second grader. Yeah. And then, you know, like the 15, 16, 17 year old. And then the after you get out of prison and running your own life <laughs> yeah. in Georgia now and you're like early 20s, mid 20s maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it was an interesting thing. And right now it doesn't feel as... Oh, how do I say it? Uh, like a cohesive one work. But we also just stopped watching it 10 minutes ago maybe. So now I'm thinking... <laughs> In a week, I may have a very different opinion on what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, it needs. I think it's one that needs to stew a little bit. But it's yeah. the, um, I, I mean, as I was saying in the intro, I mean, this is we're looking into a society where it's even more, and and we're looking back in time uh, mm -hmm. for two thirds of the movie, where we're looking into a piece of society where it's even less accepting of gay people than yes than you know the one that we, we see every day <laughs> yes yes well, i mean and we are in a very liberal part of the country in a li very liberal in a very li in a li liberal coven of yeah. a liberal part of the country yeah yes. yeah we're super liberal we're ultra super, liberals super but, but I mean, super accepting yes uh, but yeah you know there's of an accepting corner of the world yeah but i mean even you know j just general population here in the metro area yes there there is still homophobia about oh my it. gosh you, know, yes. you still see that and but this is like you know like taking f 10 steps beyond you know with with the time frame and the uh you know going into rural miami black population and it's it's just keep it keeps miami? going down don't, the stairs don't we mean urban miami uh, uh, see that's it's not rural miami it's not rural miami it's not rural i'm sorry i'm my brain and my mouth did different words. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. slums of Miami. No, it's uh, was it Liberty, Liberty Heights, Liberty. I am not an expert. Uh, I can't remember the name of the that that area, but it it is the area where the director grew up. Yes. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because <laughs> you know all the things that I'd heard and seeing all of the green grass everywhere and. Oh, yeah. Like when he well, takes the kid Florida, home, man. <laughs> but I know that I've yeah. driven through areas where it's slums and they look like slums everywhere yeah. with a lot of concrete everywhere because it's cheaper Yeah, as opposed to green grass everywhere and it's it's cut. It's not like weed weeds everywhere. I mean, even the slum area that the kid was being chased to at the very beginning of the movie by the random bullies. Um, didn't feel really out there. Mm -hmm. It felt like, you know, uh, it's waiting for the market to turn and some yuppies to move in and fix it all up and it would be okay. No, you're really you're waiting for the gentrification to happen. Yeah, it really did. It felt like you could even keep the bones of that those buildings mm -hmm. that were obviously abandoned and keep going without having too much of, you know, repurposing. You wouldn't have to demolish mm -hmm. a lot of things. So it was... I was expecting something far more, like, uh, oh, what? <coughs> Push. Uh, the, the, the one where, oh, God. Based on Sapphire by Push, or Push by Sapphire. Oh, oh. Um, Three or four years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Precious? Precious. Precious. By 
Based on the push by Sapphire, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, it that, was, that it, super long title. Yes, yes, <laughs> that super long title. I was expecting something far more level of that kind of just dark grit. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, which no. I thought was a very interesting take well, on it. Because it's the, these things can still happen in a neighborhood that's more difficult, but well, not horrible. Well, this is an area of the country. This is uh, some of the poorest parts of the country. I mean, it's still, uh, you know, green grass aside, you know, it, it is still a very impoverished area. And I think that, I mean, <laughs> we're three white, straight white people talking we about this are. movie. We and absolutely <laughs> are. <laughs> and, and I mean, when you, when you think the poorest, most rundown parts of a city, you, I mean, we ultimately, all three of us are, are thinking it's, a, it's all concrete, but it isn't necessarily. Right. And, and this it's, is, I, and this I is think a story there, from, it's regional. I mean, yes, yes, where, absolutely. We, where we live, our city is tremendously green and even the poorest parts of our city mm -hmm. are still green. Yeah. There's lots of trees and grass, even in exceptionally impoverished areas of this city. Yeah, I mean, the, um, some of the the poorest areas are still right around Powderhorn Park, which is gorgeous. You know? No. <laughs> right, it just, there's, there was a lot of things, because I was noticing, like, the, the shock on the drug dealer's face when he's bringing the kid home the next day, uh -huh. when the kid's finally willing to say where he's living, mm -hmm. and seeing the mom, when she first rushes up, he's got this surprised look. Because you know, she's think in it's scrubs and... But do you think it's because he recognizes... I th at first, I was like, oh, and then it's like, oh, wait. Not necessarily recognizes yeah. her, but it's like, I know <laughs> you're on, or I know... I, I think knows, it's I recognizes her. Yeah. Or he whether knows, he, whether he, he knows recognizes, the look. Yeah, whether he recognizes her personally or recognizes the look. Yeah, it's professionally. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> professionally, I know... I, I've seen this a hundred times and know what this, yeah. where this woman is headed. And so I think it's... it's yeah, and it, I... This is a movie I think is that is not deter that is determined not to wallow in the poverty that is around this person. Right, right. And so so the uh, the cinematography is very lush in it in its yes. own way, and it's, yes, it's bright and it's 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 not going. This is gritty. This is serious. Must feel bad about this. This is a movie that is looking back on. A tremendously personal subject to the to the filmmaker. Absolutely, and and it is nostalgic in a way. You know, it's like well, yeah, to me, it's not. It's, it's, but it's not. It's not, it's not a not, story about poverty. It's no, not at all. And and it's also it, it, it's it's about um, struggling with being yourself in a world that you know will you know beat you into dust if you say what you are. And but also trying to you know and it's trying, trying to, to beat trying you to, into dust anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and trying to make a connection with one other person who might possibly also <laughs> be, be be able to be a companion in this. And but mm -hmm. there is no neither of them have been given any language to talk about it. You know, it's interesting to me about this movie. Um, not the I, the movie itself. Uh, <clears throat> uh, just as a joke, I'm going to say I liked it better than La Dolce Vita. But um, <laughs> there, there are so many things I like better than La Dolce Vita. Yeah, um, 
pretty much. I was very uh, much engaged with ev- this movie. Every moment of this film, there I liked better. There's a reason I didn't come down and watch that with you guys. I'd seen it already. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so, like, really? so had Melissa. That movie. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think it was very entertaining. I'm <laughs> being. I, I, I felt very vindicated in a way, but that was not my intent. Anyway, that's all I'll say. It was an educational experience. Ed- yes, it but, was. But uh, what was interesting about this movie to me, um, we have some friends who are pretty solid film buffs and film critics and the like. Oh yeah. And round about the end of last year as they were as they were putting together their top ten lists and you know, they would be talking about all mm-hmm. these movies that they really liked. And then you'd say, Well, you know, what do you think the best film of the year was? And at least a couple of them without hesitation said Moonlight. Moonlight. But it will mm-hmm. never win. <laughs> it was yes. almost always followed was, by that it, sentence. It wasn't about Oscars or anything. They they yeah. were just like, you know, when yeah. they were sitting down and going, What's what's the film that, that they felt was the best? Yeah. It was Moonlight. Um, and so I, I watched the film thinking about that and asking myself, okay, what about this movie just really resonates? And yeah, it is it is a documentary, but it is it's tremendously I mean it's it's not it's not standing aloof from the subject the way, no. say, a Kubrick film would. No. It is it is very much in this one young man's head. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that that moment where he you know asks what the word faggot means, because oh my he God, already that scene is amazing. It's fantastic oh, yes, because you've got you've got this drug dealer in a slum in Miami who gives the most understanding response to a child who we're pretty sure is gay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, there. His mother is pretty sure of it. You know, you know he's sure oh, of it. Yeah. There, there is the, all these people around him that you know, see it, the, that, and he's, that see it, and he sees it too. But at the time, but he's is, what still like eight? Yeah, yeah. And um, the way it introduces you into his experience doesn't <laughs> excuse me. It doesn't excuse the way other people think about him mm-hmm. it doesn't but nor does it nor does it really present you with, with him in a feeling of being disgusted more than confused and uncertain and afraid yeah. it it, it doesn't wallow in unhappiness it, but yeah. it, it's 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 tense in the you get very invested in this kid. It's like, is he going to be all right? And, you know, it's like watching an infant trying to navigate through broken glass. You know, it's like, oh, shit. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, yes. I, indeed. You want to, like, oh, kid, please, help, let me help you. So you but, find yourself and, and wanting kinda, this yeah. kid to be happy. You oh, know? yes. And, I mean, and the whole movie, it's like, is this young man going to be able to find happiness. Yeah. yeah. Going to be able to come to accept who he is uh, in a in a world that is going to be very, not going to be very accepting of that. Mm-hmm. And seeing him fail to come to accept who he is and then ultimately, I think, succeed. Yeah. Um, it, and, and, you know, yeah, that's all the movie's about. Mm-hmm. But... It's still really well told. Oh God! Really well, in, in the sense that I mean, this is a character that they do such a good job. <laughs> Excuse me, I've got. <laughs> <coughs> 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 
<coughs> I cough, so it just sounds like I'm forcing words out when I'm just trying not to cough. But um, it, they do a really good job in all three parts of the story of you know showing this. He doesn't change the fundamentals of who he is. Mm-hmm. The fundamentals of the way he hardly ever says anything. Mm-hmm. He his yes. his speech patterns don't change considerably right throughout these three segments he's always somebody who doesn't say a lot mm-hmm. and you have to give a lot of credit to the three actors that play this role oh, and that God, almost yeah. everything they're conveying is physical and facial yeah very little of it is is verbal and and it's not overt <coughs> it's 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 like hinting at where he wants to go but not ever spelling it out I mean right. the, so we we as the audience know what he what he wants and and we're just hoping that the other characters around him can help figure can, it out yeah, and can, help him and yeah. be there yeah and yeah wow the I'm really glad that <laughs> they had the mother in the in there as little as she was mm-hmm. because that the choice to have her in such a small amount because this isn't about her or him being with her mm-hmm. it's how she's not helping yeah uh, well, it's, it's how she's absent it's how she's absent yeah yes. so she's absent from the story just as she's absent from his life and when she is there you go through the crazy roller coaster mm-hmm. of trying to drive a you know a toaster through a washing machine type you know, it's like a car wash of like let's not get electrocuted because you don't know where it's safe to walk right now yeah, yeah. and you know she's nice she's sweet she's this <coughs> manipulating and all this and then she finally gets the money and turns into a viper and kicks him out you're like okay mm-hmm. that's all you really ever need to see right and just him being nervous yeah yeah it, and it's it's She's kind of there to accentuate that she's not there and just to accentuate that he's adrift. Yes. Mm-hmm. That the biggest anchor he has are his pseudo... Uh, his foster family, sort His of? foster yeah. family. Yeah. I mean, I mean not that, official, it's a fair but... Way of, it's yeah, a fair way God, to... Yeah, they... Yeah. Godparents, exactly. almost? I mean, not... Yeah, I, 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 think, uh, I think his adopted family. I yeah. Think. <laughs> foster or something. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird because... But he still goes back to mom, who... Well, that's complicated, mm, who's but still mom. who's still the same messed up person. Yeah. And there are things that I am very grateful that the filmmakers were so willing to go, you are a smart person, you will figure this out. Mm-hmm. If you stay with it, you will figure this out. The only thing at the end that I wa- that I kind of wish I knew a little bit more on was the last scene with his mom. Is she actually now recovering or is she just kind of sober and he's there uh she was in a recovery facility and she talked about she talked about the fact that she was going to stay there because she wanted to help other people yeah right but so, and he had I a mean, visitor tag and well yeah, yeah. I, but it was still that whole thing of was this like something that had just started or was this like the 30th time and she says the same thing every time i mean obviously he mm-hmm. when he got out of prison he went to georgia to move away from all that pain yeah yeah and i think you know what i don't think she's says it every time I because I think that he was kind of caught unawares by the apology of 
yeah, I think the way this film, film is told, I don't feel like there are scenes in there that are like, oh, this happens all the time. Right. That, that we're supposed to be be going, oh, well, this is just the same thing. No, this is a this this was an important moment. It's a turning that, point of some sort. Yeah. Right. But the reason I was asking for the un, the unsurety, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, is because the reason he decides to leave Atlanta and go back down to Miami is the phone call he gets mm-hmm. from his friend who he hasn't talked to in, what, 10 years, I think they say? Yeah. So then he goes down, but the first person he visits is his mom. And then there's some confusion. I mean, there's, you know, the. Well, she, she had right, she yes. had done the, the the phone call right before it was her. But I but, don't. Yeah. Okay. When, so when so I it took, was convenient. <laughs> excuse me. I took from me is that. Yeah. Okay, mom, whatever. But I'm going to use that as <coughs> an excuse, the anchor. What I need to hold on to is my reason to go down there. Yeah. And then while I'm down there, I talk to my mom and, oh, yeah, I want to find out what's going on over here. I think that may have been the other way around. Cause, mm. Because I think that it's like... Yeah, I really don't want to see you, Mom. And then he hangs up, and then he gets the right. the phone call from his friend, and he's like, "And I think that that was an apology he was waiting for for ten years. You know, some sort of that connection that he was uh-huh. waiting for for so long. And um, and I think that's that's what got him down there. Interesting. I, I and then and then to show up at his mom's place and get. The apology from her, I think, was the acting that was in yeah. there, the writing, the direction. Yeah, the, I really, really liked a lot of the choices the DP did for, mm-hmm. like, the learning how to float and swim. Yeah, sign with you know, at or almost a little below the waterline. Oh yeah, but not totally. So you're floating with them. Yeah, there were so many things I really liked about this. I also had a lot of preconceptions that were not right, mm-hmm. <laughs> it turns out. And it was a little, okay, weird. And, oh. I think I will have a much clearer opinion on this in a couple days where I can yeah. really think on their scenes. Like I said, I know I loved a whole lot of scenes, mm-hmm. but currently <laughs> my brain's not quite in the is it a good overall story mm-hmm. versus a collection of scenes. Or I may stay, who knows? so uh as we typically do when we talk about oscar films we should Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about uh other oscar films and you know what what we always what we frequently talk about is how best picture is interesting a few through the lens of a few years uh, past um you know and where is moonlight going to end up i mean it's it's an interesting film in that you can virtually guarantee that outside of the people that go out of their way to watch Oscar films, mm-hmm. this movie's not going to get seen by a lot of people. Um, it is a subject matter that is unfortunately not the type of thing that resonates with most film-going audiences. Mm-hmm. But and it's going to be more successful as a result of getting a Best Picture award. Oh, absolutely. And I think I think now in the days of streaming video that the mm. the... The barrier to going to see an Oscar film is much, much lower than it used to be. And I think people who only just heard of Moonlight because it it got an Oscar... Um, and the kerfluffle that came with 
getting the Oscar. Yes, yes. And, it, you know, might check it out just out of curiosity. And there's a certain uh, subsection of the populace <laughs> where, I mean, I would, I would venture a guess that, you know, most people who seek out Oscar movies are white and, <laughs> and at least middle class and, and probably middle-aged and, and probably middle-aged although no, no, the movie buff the the movie nerd thing is becoming a bigger thing among the y- younger yeah um, yeah I th- yeah definitely and 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 again and we live in the world of streaming video where everything yeah. is suddenly available to you well you know we're we're talking th- this is going back to representation matters they're there are possibly some gay black guys out there who would not n- normally seek out an Oscar movie, but you know, when hearing oh, that, and I think the yeah, it's a tremendously important film yeah, for that. Yeah, tremendously important that they that they voted, uh, they they picked a film that is a one hundred percent black cast. Yeah, that has that is about a, a gay character. Yeah, that you know, there's, there's so, so many, many ways. So many ways that it's important, and it's a good film. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, and and part of me wonders, you know, five years from now, will people be talking about Moonlight or will people be talking about La La Land? And right. I don't know the answer to that. I think more likely people are going to be talking about films like Arrival, which was Amazing. excellent, excellent, and more accessible to a mainstream audience. Um, in a lot of ways than either La La Land or Moonlight. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's the reality. I, th- I think the other movie that they're likely to be talking about because it is more accessible, but also, I think, from a representation standpoint was great, was Hidden Figures. Which I still haven't seen. I really <gasps> need to. I know, oh! right? I need to see it. I need to see it. Okay, we should watch this. I'm just saying. And she'll be the person who hasn't seen this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Movie. I know. I know. It's on my list of stuff i got to catch up on. But Hidden yes. Figures was, you know, a film <gasps> where representation, again, was important. Mm. Um, oh, I saw the trailer for that, and it's like, I need that. I need that in my life. I need it as soon as possible, and I still haven't gotten it. Wow. I'm well, I, I gobsmacked. I, I wound up being out of the country and all that fun stuff. So gobsmacked you know, that you haven't seen it. It's been out for a while. I know it has. Just oh, been busy. And the there's um, at least one person who uh, is in both this movie and. I think there are two cast members that are in yeah. both films. Yeah, oh, no, because no, this is Jan- right. Janelle Mon- Monet and mm-hmm. uh, that's right, Naomi Harris, right? No, not no. Naomi no, Harris. No, 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 Marshall uh, Ali, and I'm really sorry oh, that I keep oh, walking up yes, that name. Yes. Uh, uh, Ali. Yeah, he's in both. He's in both films. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and anyways, then, yes, uh, Mr. Ali mm-hmm. uh, is in both, and I yes, that's right, and uh, the girlfriend of him. Mm-hmm. is actually yes. one of the three main leads. Naomi Harris I, is not in no. Hidden Figures. But, I, uh, I, I do love Janelle Monae, like, a lot. She's amazing. Just saying. And she's truly amazing in that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just <coughs> picked up her album, was it the Metropolis Suite? It's incredible. It's really great. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Also a pop artist. Or yeah, I, a, yeah, a phenomenal one. Yeah. Just saying. So, there you go. She, and she can also act. Mm-hmm. Yes, she um, can. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, I we the, the it's fascinating. You know, with a new film, the amount of trivia is not 
not heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I do know one piece of trivia. Most of the trivia out of my mouth. Yeah. Most of the Ooh. trivia that uh, I discovered had more to do with the Oscar kerfuffle than anything else. Well, yeah. That's, but that's uh, what's your bit of trivia? The uh, flashing lights in the interstitial sequence was an accident. The uh, oh. there were scenes where there were. Uh, spraying the actors down with oil to make them glisten in the darkness. Yes. And uh, to protect the camera lens, the DP was holding the clapboard up against the lens while it was still running. And so there's a digital readout on the clapboard. And the blinking lights is just the out-of-focus timer. Aha! Uh-huh. And so not only... And the, the director happened to see just that footage it's like that's kind of cool and it literally is the passing of time that you're seeing out of focus out of focus half an inch from the lens okay yeah yes i read that too Um, that's an interesting i thought that was also i also read and i thought this is fast because naomi harris was was nominated for an oscar for best supporting actor for uh her role in this in this film and uh she's the only actor who appears in all three segments. Yeah. Uh, and she was on the set for three days. Mm-hmm. Really? Three days. Oh, she they filmed this all super her, fast. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I, I mean, the yeah, shooting she was schedule... On a, she was on a tour for Spectre, right? And Like, uh, it was in between stops on her... Yes. Yeah, on, yeah. on her uh, promotional tour for Spectre. I think it was. Wow. And, yeah. And she, and she stopped in for three days and shot all of her scenes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for a character and they who... shot out of order across three different time spans of this character's life. So that's a hell of a performance because... Yeah. Cause how she do was... you even get grounding as an actor doing that? I'm always astonished when you hear things like that and go, how, what, how do you oh, do that? I mean, Amazing. you'd hope she read the script and stuff. So yeah, I imagine. But still... <laughs> being there for such a short time, not seeing the other things happening, just the walk on and this is the performance I'm going to do. Or, you know, obviously with notes and other things. And But see, and here I go. Mm-hmm. And it worked so well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of a, one of those, I'm so impressed by that. Yeah. Knowing that it was only three days is still that whole, okay, that's really amazing. Yeah. That almost feels like um, Hitchcock rope type. We mm-hmm. have no extra footage. We have no <laughs> extra time. You will spend more time in the makeup chair than you will in front of the camera. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I she did an exceptional job under those circumstances. Another thing that I find, uh, that, that the piece of trivia I enjoyed, is the actor who played um, Little. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was being taught to swim, he was literally being taught to swim. No, <laughs> he did not know how to swim He did at not all. know how to swim. And that scene they shot was of him actually being taught how to swim. That's awesome. So, (laughs) so that is uh, really cool. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where I do take myself a little out of movies, especially (coughs) little kids. And the what is the kid being told they're actually doing to Mm -hmm. get some of the reactions? Because. You're not really going to say to an eight-year-old, pretend that, you know, you're being masturbated by your friend or something. It's like, that doesn't happen. It's like, but what kind of things are you being told? It's like, oh, how are you going to have an eight-year-old learn how to swim realistically? Well, turns out he didn't know how to swim, so they did it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Made it easier, I guess. Um, Yeah, it's very method. 
Yes. <laughs> and now that kid, he was at the Oscar ceremony. And oh, they, that's they, awesome. He was. He, they they did all sorts of adorable little shtick with the, oh. with the little kid who was at the Oscar ceremony. The. No wait, it was the, it was no, the little kid talking, from Lion. You're yes, talking right. about the kid from Lion. The kid from Lion. My bad. Yes. My bad. I, the, I, I'm just I'm just grinning there. and smiling because you didn't, didn't see it. it. I didn't see, you it. didn't see it. Yeah, and because you didn't, I won the Oscar pool. I'm just saying. That, uh, <laughs> because I wasn't here to compete. Your, your lack of presence at our <gasps> Oscar party uh, meant that I finally won. Well, it means well, I have won, to. I, I've won more than once, but but yeah. you, Melissa tends to beat me. <laughs> um, well, the one time Melissa got 22 of the 24 correct was <coughs> Stella. <laughs> well, that was the Return of the King year when she yeah, actually but she still got Return of the King winning everything and it did, which is, <laughs> was unheard of. Yeah, but there's still the other ones she got right. True. Yeah, like, like short films. <laughs> hey, the one time we went and saw the short films... That was the worst thing for an Oscar pick. We picked the ones that were the best, and they weren't the ones that won. Funny that. Yeah. Because, especially for the, it was the live action short, Mm -hmm. where we were like, we think this one is the best, these three are really good, but not quite as good, and this last one is kind of an also-ran. And that's the one that won. And we're all like, what? What? (laughs) Yeah. We had also, what? No! But the documentary shorts, I was correct on that. You did not listen to me, but I was right on that. Okay. That was but, last year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know what else to say about this film uh, it, it, other than uh, I really enjoyed it. It's probably time for final thoughts. Oh. And and to talk about what we're gonna what we're gonna do next because we have a we have a plan. We do we have, have a plan. Have it's a big, big plan. Big plan big coming plan. up next. So, uh, Pat, final thoughts about Moonlight. Hmm. I still need to think about this for a while. I think everyone should go out and see it, especially when it finally gets onto like a red box or something. To go out, there's a couple scenes that are so jaw-droppingly amazing that if you like movies at all, you need to see the acting, the nuance. The fact that they do not beat you over the head with what's going on. There is no character who's there just to be exposition lad. It and it's not depressing. No, it really isn't. I, I think it's a, it's a very luminous story. I think it's just it's uh, it it it's deft. It's not uh, like haha happy joyful, but it's. Yeah, nice. These I snippets like are yeah. interesting, and then it goes forward in time, and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. I, 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 nothing at all wrong with that at all. But like <laughs> the time where he's off in prison, where they literally show you none of it. It's not even talked about really, except. And we don't know how long he was in prison. Yeah. We don't know. It. He could have just been in in juvie for six months or something. I felt uh, like know. it was longer. Oh, he's black. He, they put him in for. Oh longer. yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I'm certain of it, and it probably has more. Maybe in the play, because it's based on a play. I doubt it. Was it. Un, it was unproduced, but uh, I, well, I doubt it. I'm but reasonably. Still gets the based on a previous. Any anytime there was information that wasn't included, it felt very much like it was information that they've de- deemed unnecessary. Yeah. It doesn't right. matter how long he was in prison. No, it doesn't. Yes, but my point is that it's such an interesting take on that where they didn't show anything of it. You know, no trial scene, no longing look at the lawyer who may or may not have been, you know, drunk at the time. Well, and I, th- I think they're coming from a community where 
it's a fact of life. You go into prison at some point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they. I mean, they even there's even yes. that line when Kevin when Kevin the calls him and getting. says, you know, yeah. you know, same crap I mean, we always get called same for. Same shit we always go to jail for. Yeah. basically is what he said. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I'm really sorry that it happened to you and all, but the, f- <laughs> the thing why that I think that's important is the there probably was a lot of shame and other things that they didn't talk for 10 years and now he's reaching out again. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why it's even, I think, mentioned a lot of. Which, again, I really enjoyed the let's talk about parts of the story that we want to talk about and let's just not put in the other parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you don't need to see any, you know, yeah. prison rape scene or <laughs> so many other things that other movies would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, final thoughts. I was thinking about how this movie was very much like um, if you if you've ever gone to like a classical music music concert where they're not mic'd at all mm-hmm. and where it's like a big crowd but you kind of everybody's so used to listening to amplification that it's weird to actually try to hear music that's unamplified and so you just kind of wind up having to like sit forward and be <coughs> quiet to hear everything and I feel like that's kind of what this movie is like it's the it doesn't give you all that that extra the the easy stuff the the narration or the the exposition or or all or even that a extra character stuff that talks a lot where it yes. makes you yeah you it makes you sit forward and pay attention which means you're already halfway there and being grabbed onto and mm-hmm. then get just sucked into the rest of the story and i think that's very deft on yes. yeah. the role of the filmmakers. Yeah, I think the most complimentary thing I can say for my final thought is the movie runs about two hours and I never once felt like it was that long. Oh, it, yeah. It, 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 for as as thoughtful and and well-paced and paced slowly as it is, it never dragged. Although, you um, know, like the last segment, it did feel like two hours. I was like, oh, God, say something. Just, yeah. Say something. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, say something. Just yes. straight out fucking say something <laughs> that yeah. felt like two hours but the fact that you know they got through the first part in what felt like five minutes yeah because mm-hmm. even though it's slow and deliberate it's still just it didn't feel like it took that long and then you had the middle part and then you have the the you know the, the third part is just you know the, the actors the third actor comes in for the last part of it like this movie can't even be half over yet mm-hmm. but it it really feels like we we're only like half hour into this movie. Mm-hmm. Somehow it yeah. felt really short. Now, I don't know if it really was only a half an hour, but it really felt like, well, wait a minute, maybe it's more than three parts. It, it moves briskly even though you don't realize it. Yeah. 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 Because it and, is and, and, interesting and the characters are interesting and because it makes you want something oh, yeah. for these characters that that keeps you engaged. Um, so anyway, that's my final thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moonlight, Oscar winner, uh, and a really, I think, a very, very good film. Yes. Uh, and I'm glad that we ended up having to watch this. I probably yeah. would have also enjoyed watching La La Land, which I've also not seen. Mm-hmm. But doesn't matter, because it didn't win. Ha-ha! <laughs> In your face, La La Land. In your face, La La Land. So, what I was going to say um, as, uh, as my, my final thought that is the linking thought to what we're going to do next. Oh, my God. Naomi Harris, who is in this film, nominated for an Oscar is the current money penny in the James mm-hmm. Bond films. And I bring that up because we're about to do 
a James Bond marathon here yes. on Real Education. What we're going to do over the next several months, we are going to watch one film from each of the James Bond actors in the James Bond series, along with another film featuring that actor. Mm-hmm. So, we will start with Sean Connery. Yes. And we will be watching what many people would consider to be the best of the Bond films, and that is Goldfinger. And all we have to do between now and when we record is find someone we know <laughs> who has not seen who Goldfinger. Has not seen Goldfinger. I, I feel like we can do this. So we we've done we've done harder things. We have found people who have never seen Purple Rain in Minnesota. We so managed we can to make do that this. Happen. We can that do this. was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Especially a person of the age where they would have been able to see it yeah. like, you know, in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. So we can we can find we can, somebody. We can do this. We, we can, can do, do this. this. We, we and, got it. And then we got after this. so after Goldfinger we will watch a film featuring Sean Connery. Yep. Then we will move on to George Lazenby and watch a Bond film featuring George Lazenby. We have few choices. Yes. Um, um, one choice. And then, one. And then another film featuring George Lazenby, <laughs> which is there? I don't um, know. There, we're gonna, well, we're there is. It's a pro- it's a, the we might not be able to find it. Yeah, the question is, we are, might just have to do the George Lazenby Bond and then move on to Roger Moore. I don't know. There, there, the, are, there are a few. The I mean, point is that, that we're going to move through all the Bonds and we're also going to watch other films featuring our Bond actors. But up first, next time is going to be Goldfinger. So you want to check us out for that. Pat, thank you for joining us for our first ever 100% virgin <laughs> film viewing. Woohoo! Yeah! Yeah. Literally, that's the first time that not a single person in the room had seen the movie we were watching that time. Sweet so Jesus. Yeah, kind of weird. And I guess it explains it because we're three white people from Minnesota watching a film about black people in Miami. Um, So, just a little bit of white guilt to end with there. Thank you, Uh, Tim. You're welcome. How awesome. Well, the film wasn't wasn't particularly depressing, so I had to come up with some way to end on a depressing note. So, thank you for listening. (laughs) We hope that you did watch Moonlight and you enjoyed it, and we will catch you next time as we get started on our Bond Marathon. Woo! Yay! We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee, dee.